Hey, Book of Tov. All right, today's daf is um, Chavav, and we pick up with the Mishnah. All right, and uh, the um, uh, let's take a look. Um, we dealt with writing yet Lishma, and the um, Mishnahs clearly seem to be all Rebbe Eliezer, uh, because right, it was about um, writing it for the name of the right man and of the right woman and Lashem Gerishin. Um, so it was all emphasized the writing and not the signing. And that mission was Rebbe Eliezer Mishnah that focused on Lishma. And with that, we're going to continue with this next Mishnah. Um, so let's take a look. Hakosev Tosei Gitin. People that are writing the, um, the, 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 the get form, meaning, you know, the boilerplate part, um, you want to have it ready to be used at, uh, when somebody comes for a get, you just take one of them, you know, the pre-made ones, like now when you're getting married, you get a ksuva, you get like one with the fill in the blanks, so you want to have them ready to take. So you're going ahead and you're writing the, the, uh, the, 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 um, the, the, uh, the, the boilerplate part of the get. You have to leave the 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 uh, critical information pieces blank. You know you have to leave blank the name of the um, the place for the, the man's name, the woman's name, and for the time. Um, now this is not saying that it's lishma, although the previous Mishnah was clearly about lishma. Um, one could imagine that the reason you leave these things blank is because you don't know those specifics. So of course you're going to leave them blank. But of course the problem is well. Then it would be like self obvious. Then it would be obvious. Of course, if you fill in with the wrong information, you can't use it. Um, so we will see what this is about. Is it because you just really don't have those specifics yet, or is this a lishma issue? Shkari Milva. Now, how about a, a a writ that's used to testify to the fact that somebody borrowed money, um, and it's a, a what's that called? There's got to be a note for that, a promissory note or something. Um, and um, now there, there's obviously no lishma requirement. This is not the IOU itself. This is a document that testifies to the fact that there was a loan. Well, that is the IOU. I mean, there was not necessarily an IOU written by the person who borrowed. It was that Rubin borrowed from Shimon $100 right. and witnesses right. signed. Right. right, exactly. So, so, the space for the, lend, the, the, the creditor and the debtor, and the amount of money, and and the date in which the money was borrowed. If you're, you know, a document that's used for selling a plot of land and you want to write the, uh, the boilerplate part. So that's fine. But the, you have to leave blank the space for writing the name of the buyer and of the seller. The amount of money. The actual location of the field that was purchased. And, um, and, the, um, and, the, and the date. All of this is because of the Takana. So what Takana is it? Okay, and obviously, as I said, to some degree, isn't this all like self-evident? Of course you can't fill those blanks. You don't know that information yet. So Rashi says, well, we could imagine a scenario where you're anticipating it happening, where you're hearing that it's husband and wife and they've been fighting for like, you know, you know, months and months and months and you say, oh, that's gone for a divorce. I might as well fill it out. Or you know that somebody's been really working on a deal to buy a plot of land, so you figure, might as well just pre-write this. Okay, sort of reminds me of the fact that, you know, all these 
these newspapers, they have obituaries written like years before the person dies. You know, any big public figure, yeah. yeah. You know, any public figure, he's going to die eventually. So they basically have a pre-written obituary. If something new happens, they update it every few years. And then when the person actually dies, it's ready to go. So, <laughs> so you feel that there's a couple ready to get divorced or somebody ready to borrow money. You just go ahead and you rewrite it. And you write it ahead of time. So if there isn't a Lishma issue, which there might be by get, it's not clear what the problem is with these other things. So we will see about that in the Gemara. Okay, so let's take a look. One minute. Let's finish the Mishnah. Um, Rabbi Yehuda posts the Bukulan. Rabbi Yehuda says, nope, none of this is good. Presumably, he does not allow you to write even the boilerplate part of it. Um, and we'll see, presumably because he's afraid you'll come to do the essential part as well. Rabbi Eliezer. Bukulan, for all of them. Yeah. Rabbi Eliezer, Mahshir Bukulan, they're all okay. Except for get, which has the Lishma requirement, and here it's specifically associated with Rabbi Eliezer, which raises the question of what the Tanakhama's position is. It also raises the question, what is he saying? Is he saying that you can't even write the boilerplate by a get because of the cost of Lishma, but the boilerplate isn't a problem? So one, so the way the Gemara is going to understand it is, no, but because it's so essential that it be Lishma, we don't even let you write the boilerplate because if we let you do that, you'll accidentally come to write the essential part as well. So it's a type of Xerah. But again, we do not allow even the boilerplate lishma because of, even the boilerplate because the lishma requirement is so great that we have to make that safeguard. Now, if that's true, when it says machshir b'kulan, he says everything else is okay. Is he adding anything new? Oh, but all this other stuff, you can write the boilerplate. Okay, big deal. We sort of knew that. I mean, maybe Yehuda maybe disagreed with that. So that's what Rashi says. Rashi says he's not being mechadish anything about the rest. He lets you write the boilerplate for the rest, not the torah, not the oh. essential part. Um, but by a get, he doesn't even let you write the boilerplate. Tosus disagrees, and we're actually going to go with Tosus's read because it's a much better read of the Gemara later. And Tosus says that Rabbi Eliezer is being extra strict by get and not letting you write the boilerplate, but he's being extra lenient by the other stuff. And that Mahsheh Bakulan means no. Anything that's not, meaning his basic point is, look guys, it's all about Lishma. So anything that's not about Lishma, like, you can go ahead and write the whole thing. It's, now, you can't write Ruben Bar to Shimon $100 and sign the witnesses yet. You don't put on the witnesses until the money is lent. You don't write somebody sold his plot of land and you sell right put on the witnesses until it's actually sold. But you're the sofer and you know this guy's telling you I'm working on a deal. I get that star ready for me. Prepare the document. Here are the specifics. So why not go ahead and write it? And you'll have the witnesses sign when it actually the deal goes through. So the way that Tosus reads Rebbe Leazar, it's a stronger read of him both in the Mishnah and in the Gemara, is that he says you, the, the Tanakhama made everything the same. Write the boilerplate, don't write the essentials. Rabbi Yehuda said, none of it is good. You cannot even write the boilerplate. He's super strict. Rabbi Eliezer says, look, forget, I'm going to be super strict and say, don't even write the boilerplate because it's a very, you know, you've got to be lishma, so you don't want to be fooling around there. But for everything else, because then to hate, write the whole thing. And it's not a problem. You'll sign the witnesses when it comes time to, to, to finalize the sale. Okay? So he's totally lenient by everything else and totally strict by get. You had a question, Tardy. Yeah. yeah. So the the rabbi is position that everything you, you can't write anything. Yeah. If you take that interpretation, that would invalidate every loan made for the last. 150, 200 years. 
everybody uses uh, uh, right a prepaid a pre a preprinted uh, right you know right, right exactly yeah so we'll see in the Gemara it's a good thing we don't pass that way yes <laughs> yeah I just wanted to ask about the concept of lishma it's not that once I write the specific name of this woman and this man and just the act of writing very <coughs> specific that's not enough to constitute it is lishma? enough it is enough that's why I said it's exera meaning until now the Gemara has been very clear that the lishma atoh of Kai only relates to the essential part of the getting, not to the not to the boilerplate. So the read, as we're seeing the Gemara of Red Yehuda, is since and that's what I was saying. Since there's a lishma requirement and it's so critical, we don't even want you to write the toe face because that'll come because that'll just open up the door for you writing the Torah shalom lishma. Okay, but yes, midoraita. Nobody is debating that it's only a problem if the Torah is written shalom lishma. The names of the people, and we'll see another the key line of harayat mutarat. We'll see that in a minute in the Gemara. Everybody agrees that's the only lishma requirement for Rabbi Eliezer if it's about the writing, not the signing. But nevertheless, the read of Rabbi Eliezer in the Mishnah is: I don't want you even writing the toe face part shalolishma because then it'll come to you to actually start filling in the names. I guess conceptually my question is in the other direction. So Leia and Ruvain are getting divorced. They're right. Standing in front of me, I write their name. Right. Should it not be Lishma? Well, what do you mean? That was yesterday's Mishnah. That I'm just doing a practice get and I'm just using Leia. Le- 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 or there's Le- another person in the town that has a Leia and Ruvain oh, name. Right, right, right. Now the other right. Now the other possibility is which we've alluded to but haven't seen a direct discussion yet is about the need for the Tzivoy Habal. That if you're doing it on your own, right? right you know, which is, has not been in the Mishnah. The Mishnah has yet to say it. The Mishnah says you have to write it for that man, that woman. The Mishnah has been has sounded like, if I wrote it for the right Reuven and, Sh- and, and, and Leah, right, um, you know, that that actually would be okay if they wound up using it. But the answer is it might not. Even if you wrote it for them, if the husband right. didn't direct you to do it, that might not constitute Lishma. Alright? So let's take a look at the Gemara. Um, he says, look, if the, the, now it's clear at the end that Rabbi Eliezer's issue is a Lishma issue. It is not clear what the Tanakama holds. Because the Tanakama does not distinguish get from anything else. Right? The Tanakama just says whether it's a get or whether it's a loan document or whether it's a bill of sale, you gotta leave the blanks you gotta don't fill in the blanks ahead of time. So we don't know what the Tanakama says. There's nothing that indicates get is special, right? So it might not be Rabbi Eliezer, it might not be based on Lishma, it might be just some other reason not to fill in the blanks ahead of time. So Shmuel is saying no. Even the Tanakama, the whole need to leave blanks in the document is a Lishma need. And if it's a Lishma need, then you gotta have also Lishma, and this has not been said in any Mishnah yet, but that if there's a Lishma requirement that applies not only to the unique features of the get, the names and the and the date, but it refi- it refers to the key line of the get, that's the punchline of the get. Okay? So if we're saying the cost of law means the cost of Lishma the get at Lishma why should I read that to be limited to just the names I mean in a way actually it's a Chiddush to say it doesn't mean the entire get right every single word should have to be written Lishma so the Gemara is Mechadish no because of La Toev it means the essential part of the get has to be written Lishma so he says the essential part is not just the names the essential part is the key line that makes it a get so he is reading that the Mishnah is talking even the Tanakama right what it has to do with other documents we'll find out but even the Tanakama 
Kama, the fil- leaving the blanks is because of Elishma. And if leaving the blanks is a Rebbe Eliezer and Elishma issue, then you got to focus on the key punchline of the get, and that has to be left blank as well, so that can be written Lishma. And even the Tanakam is going like Rebbe Eliezer, that says that you, ha- you give it in front of witnesses that are present at the time, you do not need to sign it. Since you don't need to sign it, the essence of the get is not its signatures. The essence of the get is the writing. And since the essence is the writing, it has to be written And that's why you leave the blanks for the, law, for the names and the date. And that's why you better leave blank because that's the essence of the get. So he's interpreting the Mishnah to be according to Rabbi Eliezer. That's why you leave the blanks. And if that's true, you got to leave unwritten as well. And now the Gemara just gives a nice little summary of the last few Mishnayot that have been dealing with this Lishma issue. Okay, Vitzricha. And if you were paying attention, Rabbi Yudam Shmuel, in three recent cases, has clarified that the mission is going according to Rabbi Eliezer and holds about Lishma by the writing. And you need to tell it to me in all three cases. Had he said with the first one, what was the first one? The first one was um, uh, now I gotta remind myself. Um, oh, mechubar. That don't write it in mechubar. If you wrote it in mechubar and you tore it off and you gave it to the woman, it's okay. So why? So if I can write it in mechubar and tear it off and sign and sign it, that sounds like actually. I don't need, the requirements are not in the writing, right? Remember that mission about Mechubar? Yeah. Don't write it in Mechubar. If you wrote it in Mechubar, then uh, t- tear it off, um, sign it and give it to the woman, you're okay. So that sounds like that's a Rebbe Meir Mishnah. So Rebbe Huda Mishmuel said, no, no, no. What the Mishnah means is, don't even write the boilerplate in Mechubar, because you'll come to actually write the essential part. If you wrote the boilerplate, as long as you tore it off, and then wrote the essential part, the Torah, when it was Talush, you're okay. So he made that Mishnah Rebbe Eliezer by saying that the key is not signing versus writing, it's Torah versus Toface. And he made that Mishnah of Mechubar a Rebbe Eliezer Mishnah. Okay, reading. that was a more difficult reading, which is what the Gemara is saying. Um, I'm sorry, wait, did I skip ahead? Um, hold on one minute. No, that's right. I know, let me just kick Rashi. One minute. Okay. Okay. The Yashmin Bahak Kamaisa had he told us just in the first case that Mukhubur case, um Bahihu the Ikal Ukmakrabiol Yasir. That's why um, you, you can say that it's going like Rabbi Eliezer. Diktani ain't kosvin. Don't write it by Mechubar. Diktani kosvin, if you wrote it by Mechubar. So therefore, it seems like there, the problem wa, was like with the writing. So therefore, that was an issue of, um, of, 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 you know, that, that had to be written properly. Of course, although that's still a, a hard read of the, of the Mishnah. The emphasis, the beginning of ain't kosvin Mechubar emphasizes that it's a writing issue. But the end where it says, if you wrote it, tear it off. And sign it. That was a hard read, like Rabbi Eliezer. We said signing there didn't mean signing. Um, hold on. Um, 
Right. So, but anyway, but that's how we chose, that's how we read the end of the Mishnah. The end of the Mishnah there that we read was to say that it means that not if you signed it after you tore it off, but if you wrote the Torah after you tore it off. The mistake is influenced by the Lashon of the Ratio. What? I understand. I understand. I understand. Okay, right. Um, right. Okay. Um, let's, you know, let me write the three. Oh, I can use my new eraser. Let me write. Oh, wow, that works well. Okay, let me write the three, the three cases so we can appreciate. <laughs> Some people in the daf I just give nice gifts to their rebbe. So I'm going to say, anybody who has not yet done that, you know, you can surprise me. Okay, so there are three cases, right? It's Ain, Kosvin, Bimachubar, Bimachubar, how a lot? Kasru Bimachubar, Bimachubar, Palsho, Chosmo, Vinasnula, Kasher. Okay, that was case number one. Okay, case number two was case number two was um, oh a coke sharing lichtov et haget a coke sharing lichtov et haget a filu right cheirushot v'katan shein kiyum haget remember that shein kiyum haget ella. The Chotmav, and actually the middle case was, and then it's a Isha Kotevet et Gita, Gita, etc. And we have this case, which is, which is the case about, uh, what do you call it? About Hakosev Tov Saint Now, you could have said that none of these were Rebbe Eliezer. Actually, it would have been actually a good read to read most of these like Rebbe Meir. Don't write it to Mechobah. But if you did, in the end, as long as the Chasimah was afterwards, you're okay. That sounds like a Rebbe Meir position. Right? right? Why can everybody write again? Why can a Chayr Shadzbukhan write again? I thought you needed Lishma. Right? right? So that works actually okay if it's Rebbe Meir and it's about that the Chasimah doesn't matter. It's only a Chasimah, which is Enki Magad That works good according to Rebbe Meir. Right? Hakosev Tov say Gitan, you say, ah, oh, well, if you need to leave blanks, that sounds like what the answer. But no, but it doesn't mention Harayat Muter Adam. It doesn't mention the punchline. It only mentions leaving blanks the particulars. So maybe there's some other reason why you're supposed to leave it a blank. Like, you know, because we'll find out in a minute, but it's true by other staros. Even by bills of sale, you leave the lines blank. So maybe it has nothing to do with Lishman. It doesn't mention Harayat Muteret. So comes along with Yerama Shmuel, and he's so committed to Rabbi Eliezer, that he explains all these three Mishnayot to be Rabbi Eliezer. That this doesn't mean that the signing, what this really means, he says, is you co-safe Torah. That if you were kosu at the Torah, afterwards you're okay. Which is not shot, but that's what he says it means. Here, he says, Why? He says, that means the toe face. Okay? And that's why. That's why Cheyoshatavikatan can write it. As long as you get an adult to write the Torah. Again, not shot. Reinterpreting it to be Rebbe Eliezer. Here, well, what about the Harayat what about the Harayat Muteret? So he comes along and he sticks in, you know, that you know, also Harayat Muteret, that, that also has to be. Right? So it's a ketiva. So and it's about the ketiva, but you also need to leave the Harayat Muteret. So he he modifies all three of these cases in order to make it work like Rebbe Eliezer. Okay. So that is and then presumably it's quite impossible like Rebbe Eliezer. So the Gemara is going to explain to me sort of 
what each one of them is a chiddish to read it like Rabbi Eliezer but the Gemara is going to say that it was like just because he was Mechadish in this Mishnah it might not it was like maybe it was even more of a challenge to read it in these other Mishnah he had to sort of you know emphasize that read in all these Mishnayot because there's something in each Mishnah that sort of that argues against Rabbi Eliezer read yes Did you just say do you have anything to say now is this because of the stature of Rabbi Eliezer or they, the, the Gemara Likes yeah, likes him lahalacha. The kativa, as opposed, like what? Well, this is first of all, this is Rabbi Yama Shmuel. If you remember, other Amorayim read these like Rabbi Meir, right? So it could, so it could just be like, okay, we, you know, the mission isn't clear, and we have to figure out who, you know, which kind it works by. But it also could be, well, you know, are you going to more be inclined by what's better, the shot read of the text of the Mishnah? You're going to be more be inclined by whose position you actually embrace halacha. You know, and that could have a lot to do with it because we do embrace Rabbi Eliezer lahalacha. Okay, although Stam Mishnah is Rabbi Meir. Not only that, as the Gemara is going to say, the end of the Mishnah says Rabbi Eliezer. Right, remember the end of this Mishnah, Rabbi Eliezer, Machshir Bakulan, etc. So the fact that the end of the Mishnah is Rabbi Eliezer makes it sound like the beginning is not Rabbi Eliezer. So there's a lot in each of these Mishnayot that speak against it being Rabbi Eliezer. So let's read that in the Gemara. Okay, so the Gemara says like this. Vitzricha, um, he needs to do this Rabbi Eliezer read and tell it to me in all these three cases. He just said in the first one about he would eke look Rabbi Eliezer. Fine, that can work like Rabbi Eliezer. Tiktani ain't kosin, tiktani savo. It emphasizes at least there's an issue with the writing. So even though you have to reread here that when it's okay and it says signed, it doesn't mean signed, it means written the to- write the Torah. But nevertheless, the focus on the Mishnah is that there are demands about the writing. And since that's the focus of the Mechubar Mishnah, that there are demands about the writing, it's a reasonable read like Rabbi Yezer, even though it requires rereading this word chasmo. Okay? But this case, why can anybody write the get? I mean, you could have also said that just the fact that it allows anybody to write the get speaks against Rabbi Eliezer. But then saying that the reason anybody can write a get is because it all is about the signing, that sounds very much like a Rebbe Mayer argument. Okay? Aim a Rebbe Mayer, he's Amr Karti. That really sounds like Rebbe Mayer. So we're going to say, no, 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 it means don't write the toe face. Okay? Uh, I mean, anybody can write the toe face. And Engila get doesn't mean the signers. It means the people that are physically present when it's given over. But come on, the fact that there's a problem with the writing, I mean, excuse me, there's no problem with the writing, and it says it's all about the Chasima, sounds a lot like Rebbe Meir, so that really requires come some gymnastics to make that Rebbe Eliezer. Okay? The Iyash Minah Bahahi, everybody just said that that's a Rebbe Eliezer Mishnah. Hinami Yikalukmach Rebbe Eliezer. Alha, Eimami to save a Rebbe Eliezer, since Rebbe Eliezer speaks out at the end of our Mishnah. Eimah Reisha Lav Rebbe Eliezer. So presumably the Reisha wouldn't be Rebbe Eliezer. Kamash Mulan, that Shmuel wants to have all three Mishnayot going like Rebbe Eliezer. And because this is going like Rebbe Eliezer, he has to stick in that part, one of the things you leave blank is the key line, the punchline of Haret Mutet L'chol Adam. Because if it's about Lishma, obviously the essence of the get needs to be Shema. Now about this punchline of Haret Mutet L'chol Adam, look at this little Tosvos. V'tar Sheniach Mokam Haret Mutet L'chol Adam, says Tosvos, the cold duchte matma shakosin loshem zebiget, right? I mean, that's like the get. The Gemara is always saying, Harem mutar lochal adam is ikar haget. Berek basha nami tanya, gufo shall get. Harem mutar lochal adam. 
So therefore, Rabbeinu Tam started the practice that when they were getting to include that line. The fact that he had to start that practice meant that until Rabbeinu Tam, Kitin did not have that line. So Tosa says, well, that's what Tosa is asking. Now here, Tofes here does not mean the non-essential part. Here it just means like the standard, well, it means like the boilerplate, the standard language, text of a get, that minus the unique lines for the names, the standard text of the get that predated Rabbeinu Tam, they did not have the words, you know, Gitin pre-Rabbeinu Tam did not have those words. Okay, so it says, when he I'll get in how we shown him. I wanted you to see that. Remember that line from an earlier Gemara, right? Just because we adopt new types of stringencies, the Gemara once said we're not. We shouldn't be adopting new stringencies. It raises questions about previous gitin. But Rabbi said, well, look. Sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes it sounds like it's just so important that if we're going forward, we should. You know, we we, we need to be saying But you have to be careful not to let that let you raise questions about the validity of earlier gitin. There are a couple of, you know, other parallel lines in the get. So it's not like there's magic in those words if you, if you articulate that idea with other words as well. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, I read to you the language of the get that was printed in the riff, like, you know, you know, um, you know what is it? Uh, you know, I am, I am divorcing you, I am sending you away, and you are permissible. You know, you can marry any man that you want. So you can marry any man that you want. It's like Harayat Mutar Lachol Adam. It's just that it's an Aramaic. So this says we're not going to question Chas Shalom earlier Gitin, but we're going to start using this language. Okay, so that's interesting about that Ein Lo Yes. So do non Ashkenazi guests have that language? I'm sure by now they do. I'm sure. Okay. I don't, um, that wasn't in the, in the writ. To me, when you read it, sounded like the obverse of the Aramaic of the Ketubah. Yeah. Well, it was very. I, it was just the Aramaic language itself, and yes, there definitely were a lot of parallels. Okay, yes. It's written here, but the in the actual gitin that were that were delivered in practice in the community prior to Rabbeinu Tam I don't know if all over the Jewish world only in Ashkenaz only wherever it was but a lot of existing gitin right did not the standard Nusach HaGet did not have the line of Harayat Muter L'Chol Adam and the Gemara so it says it sounds like that's the key line of a get but somehow now it might be that it was written in Aramaic, which was more of the vernacular, right? Although by the time of Rishonei Ashkenaz, yeah, Aramaic right. wasn't the vernacular anymore. But I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Why couldn't uh, they have written it in French? Exactly, you could. Okay, Neatakana. Um, now, it says you leave these lines, these things blank because of the Takana. And remember, the Mishnah is talking not just about get, even though we've argued that at least part of it this is Elishma, according to Rav Yudam or Shmuel. So the Mishnah says, My Takana, what's the Takana? I'm Rav Yudam, I mean, Takana Sofer. Rav Okay, it means to make life easier for the Sofer, to let him to pre-write these forms. So we've given him a latitude to do it. And now why do we need to give him a Takana, a latitude to do it? Why shouldn't he be able to do it? He's, you know, 
Mishnah, what's the problem? So the point is, there is a problem. It's Rabbi Eliezer who needs Ksiva Lishma. And therefore, I might have wanted to be very protective of not pre-writing any part of the get because it might lead to Lishma problems. But because of Takanas HaSofer, to make life easier for the Sofrim, I'm going to let them write the boilerplate part. Okay? Um, Once you're in a Rebbe Eliezer world and you're dealing with a get, we shouldn't really even let you write the boilerplate because you'll come to write the actual, F, you know, Harayat Muterat or something else, Shalom Lishma. But for the sake of the Sofrim, the rabbis allowed. Okay, and so that's the first position. We allow you to do it and leave the line blank, and we're not afraid you're going to do it Shalom Lishma. Now, the other thing is, though, but by other Shtarot, right, we, why don't we let you fill in the blanks of other Shtarot? So again, within a Rebbe Eliezer world, the answer is, well, we don't let you do it in other Shtarot because you'll come to do it by get. So it basically starts like this. We're in a Lishma world, a Rebbe Eliezer, we've got a, a problem. You certainly by a get cannot fill in the blanks, you know, before it's time. Okay? But, and, but what we're going to do is we will continue to allow you to do the boilerplate. We won't make an, a Gzeira on the boilerplate. But where we will make a Gzeira is that by other Shtarot, you also can't fill in the blank. Okay? Because if you come to fill in the blank by other Shtarot, you'll come to fill it in by a get. That's the Tanakama. Okay? And then comes Reb Yehuda, Posebukulan. He doesn't allow other Shtarot um, or even a get to even be the boilerplate. Gazotofi Satutores. By a get, he doesn't want you to do the boilerplate because you'll come to fill in the lines. And Gazotofi Satutores. And he doesn't want you to do other Shtarot, even the boilerplate, because it'll come to filling in the lines, the Torah of a get. Okay? So the Tanakhama says, both Tanakhama and Rebbe Yehuda agree, Shtarot and Get are the same, but we're making Shtarot like Get to protect Get. For the Tanakhama, we're only saying by Get, no Toref. Tophis is okay by Get. We won't bother to protect that. We have Rachmanus on the Sofrim. And we'll say the same by Shtarot to protect Get. And Rebbe Yehuda says, I'm not going to allow anything to be done ahead of time. Not by Get, I'm not going to allow anything because I'm afraid you'll come to fill in the blanks. You'll do the Toref. And once I'm not allowing it by Get, I'm not going to allow it by other Shtarot either. That's Rebbe Rebbe Eliezer, the final Rebbe Eliezer, the Mishnah, the beginning of the Mishnah was Shitas Rebbe Eliezer. But the other, the Rebbe Eliezer himself, by the end of the Mishnah, Marshev Kulan Chutz Migitei Nashem. He says, by other Shtarot, no problem. It's not a Lishma issue. Fill it in. Gazunta hate. I have no problem what you do by other Shtarot. But by Gitei Nashim, I don't even allow you to do the boilerplate. Okay? Tovis Atu Torif Gazar. So by the get itself, I'm not allowing you to write the boilerplate because you'll come to do the Torah. Okay, stars at the get low gazer, but other starot do whatever you want. All right. So you have the first two positions says Shkaros parallels get, and but the concern is a get concern. So position one is you can do the face, don't do the Torah. That's true about get. It's true about starot. Rabbi Yehuda says don't do anything by get. I'm very protective about get. And once you don't do anything by get, don't do anything by other starot. And Rabbi Eliezer says, Staros, do whatever the heck you want. Get the Tibet Lishma, don't even do the toe face. Okay, that's how we explain the three positions within the world of Rabbi Eliezer. All right? Good? Mm-hmm. Yes? Yeah. Okay. So now, the concept of Rabbi Eliezer in any way affect not here. Not here. Uh, yes, it does, but, but not here. Well, I don't know. Some, it does, actually. But here, here we're very happy with Rabbi Eliezer. Okay, Shinemar of the Kosovla. 
Why does the Mishnah say that the problem that re- the end by saying Rabbi Eliezer says it says because of law so every so so you can't even write the boilerplate but because of law only refers to the Torah the essentials the names and as Shmuel told us Harayat Muteret so why why is he using that to tell me don't even write the boilerplate by a get so the Gemara says El Eima Mishum El El Eima Mishum Shenemar the cost of law Lishma. One minute. What's that? El Eima? Huh? Oh, don't say Shene Emar. Say Mishum Shene Emar. The cost of law Lishma. Shene Emar means that it is a direct application of the verse. Okay, Shenemar, because of the Lishma, means a direct application of the, the Lishma requirement is you can't write the toe face. That's not true. But Mishum Shenemar is an indirect application of the verse. Because there's a Lishma issue about the toe race, we're not even going to let you write the toe face. All right? Everybody get it? So because of is just telling you, don't write the toe race, Shalom Lishma. But if we just said Shenemar, well, the Pasuk doesn't tell me I can't write the toe face, but Mishum Shenemar, means based on the concerns of the Pasuk I'm not even going to let you write the toe face okay so that's Rabbi Eliezer now the Gemara says Kasha de Rabbi Eliezer de Rabbi Eliezer so the Tanakama you said was according to Rabbi Eliezer and he was okay with the toe face the end is Rabbi Eliezer and he's not okay with the toe face so it's a contradiction of Rabbi Eliezer so Trey Tanai Valibid Rabbi Eliezer two Tanayim debating what Rabbi Eliezer's position would be okay but that's the whole thing within the world of a Rabbi Eliezer and Shalolish the whole problem starts with get the whole need to leave the blanks plus as Shmuel adds Harayat Mutarat is Lishma and then the question is how much does that spread out to other Shtarot and how much does that spread out to the toe face as well okay that's one read of the Mishnah Rav Shabtai Amar Chizkiah Rav Shabtai says in the name of Chizkiah Mishum Ketata this has nothing to do until you get to the last line of Rabbi Eliezer and Lishma the leaving of the blanks has nothing to do with Lishma. Because think about it. The beginning of the Mishnah treats get like any other star. It just says you leave the blanks. So it has nothing to do with Lishma. So why do you leave the blanks? If it's according to Rabbi Yameir, it has nothing to do with Lishma. Because of fights. Because basically, you don't want the wife or the husband, well, I guess it would be the wife, because she would be the only one who could be done without her knowledge, walking by and hearing a sofair pre-filling out a get, okay, with her, with her name in it, and saying to herself, what, oh my God, it sounds like my husband has told the sofa to write a get for me, okay? So you don't want, and in general, it's like, it's just not good policy to have a document pre-filled out, okay? Even if you say it's not kosher until it gets signed, and it's not a lishma problem, you know, don't don't say, you know, Charlie, I'm just going to have a document that says that you borrowed a million dollars from me, just filled, pre-filled out. I'm going to pay a over to you. Don't worry. I'm not signing witnesses yet. Right? <laughs> right? I'm going to have a self-selling guy just bought your house. Don't worry, don't worry. It's not, it's not valid yet. There are no witnesses on it, right? Like, nobody wants documents pre-filled out that affect them, okay? It's just not good policy, all right? So that's what he says. That's what's going on in the mission. It has nothing to do with Lishma. Talk to Rebbe Meir, he died. 
And really, you, there's really no real problem filling in the blanks by a get or other documents. But a woman sometimes hears sofa writing a get with her name in it. Um, he thinks the husband told the sofa to do this. And then they'll lead to fights in the home. So it's, that's why. So the Mishum Takana is not Takana for Sofrim. And the Mishum Takana is not why we allow you to write the boilerplate. Mishum Takana is why we don't let you fill in the blanks. In principle, whether a get or other star wrote, you could fill in the blanks. It's all about the signing. But you know what? Because of the Takana, we're telling people, don't fill in the blanks. Okay. Takanat Kitata. It's just not good policy. Okay. Rav Chizda Amar Avimi Mishum Takana Agunot. Now, the, so the other, so one explanation was Takanat Kitata. One was Takanat Sofrim. He says it's because of Takanat Agunot. Which way does this work? Does this work with the Rebbe Eliezer read of the Mishnah or the Rebbe Meir read of the Mishnah? So the Gemara says you could go both ways. Amila Rebbe Meir, Amila Rebbe Lezer. Some say according to Rebbe Meir, some say according to Rebbe Lezer. Amila Rebbe Meir, that in principle you should be able to write everything, right? So the Tarkan is telling you don't fill in the blanks. That it goes by the signing. And in principle, you should be able to even fill in the blanks. So the Takana, according to Rabbi Meir, is saying, don't fill in the blanks. Okay? The Zimnin, so now, but here's the Aguna problem about if you were to fill in the blanks. The Zimnin, not that it'll, she'll hear it and it'll lead to a fight. But you know what? Look. I'm living in this town. There are only 20 couples in this town. And uh, might as well just pre-write 20 gitten. Okay? You know? <laughs> so we'll have a get ready if anybody ever needs a divorce. I made a divorce. I'll just pre-write the 20 gittens that are necessary for this town in case any of them need it. It'll give me some good practice. That's Takana Tagunot. Because then there'll, there'll be a, a, people who have a fight and the guy will storm off, run into the sofa store and he'll be able to get his get in two seconds. Okay? So that's going to lead to a woman getting divorced, you know, when they should have worked it out, okay, which is interesting that the Gemara calls it Aguna, right? Yeah, really interesting. So it says, the Zimnid have a look at they'll have a fight, the Ratachalai gets angry, the Zarakwaniola, and they'll throw it to her. Now, of course, he wouldn't be able to just throw it to her, you need to get witnesses to sign, but the point is, you get, you know, if it gets all pre-written and all you need is to sign witnesses, okay, that'll lead to her to getting divorced very quickly without them resolving it. And she'll be a Aguna and you know and like she'll be left in Aguna and I wasn't even left in Aguna so look at Rashi Rashi says Rashi just says you know a woman who is left who without a, in, you know those societies without a husband without a household without somebody providing her support is sort of like a little bit you know uh, uh, I mean the, the Aguna in the sense of change to her husband is not true but she is sort of in a like less you know very disadvantageous societal position okay which she didn't need to have been because they could have worked it out okay and it's interesting that the Gemara does sort of call that Aguna yes so I submit myself to Rashi wisdom and authority yes. but yes. that's not what the Talmud says the Talmud says he just throws it down and storms off so you mean he doesn't find witnesses to it that's what the Gemara says and he storms off and that's it he can't take it anymore and she's left she's not Magureshit and she's in good. yeah I'm not sure that the Gemara would so it's a good question the Gemara clearly here is using Aguna more broadly mm-hmm. question is what do you think that the Gemara is using Aguna for a woman who feels like emotionally abandoned but not actually you know, in any legal status, it hasn't changed. You know, nothing has changed. I, I don't read it that. I get that. I if you, I, but I understand what you're reading it, but you're saying he throw her the get 
why, why is Triaguna? Then when he calms down, he realizes, oh, so she's not divorced. No problem. I don't have any calming down here. He wrote Deach, and that's it. You're just saying that the throwing of the get, even an unsigned get, will leave the marriage shattered in a way. Sort of like once you say certain things, you can't take them back. And that's so just the, he went to L.A. She didn't get a... Her again. She, uh, there's no real Masira. I see. Right, right. That's like an invalid get floating around that someone feels like they could just hand it their I see. it's not complete. I see. And that's interesting. That's an interesting read. No, no, no. I, I, I hear you. It's an interesting read. It's more consistent with the idea of Aguna. Okay, I hear it. Okay, so that's one read. That it's according to Rabbi Mayer, and the Takana is don't fill in the blanks. It's too dangerous having free sealed Gitin floating around. Okay, that's the Aguna problem. I'm going to Rabbi Lezer, and some say it's Rabbi Lezer. So according to Rabbi Lezer, the Takana is that we let you write the boilerplate. The Ami Edi Mesirakarti. We shouldn't let you write the boilerplate because that's going to lead to low Lishma problems. But the problem is if you don't have a boilerplate pre-written, then there are times that the husband has to go far, so an overseas, okay, and he wants to give his wife a get, like maybe a conditional get if he doesn't return, right? Because he doesn't come back in two years. There's been no information. That's a real Aguna situation. So he wants to give his wife a conditional get, like if I don't come back in a year, in two years, or whatever, you're divorced, right? But he doesn't have time to prepare the get because you have to write it from scratch. Okay? So, the law Ashkach Safra, he won't find a sofa with, uh, to, to write the whole get. The Shavaglan, he'll just leave on his trip without giving her this get. So, Azil and he'll leave. From the Agenu Mosivlan, she'll be left in Aguna. Okay? So, there's a Takanath Aguna to be able to, A, not have the get fully filled out because then she'll be given a get and she'll be unnecessarily divorced or according to what uh, Rabbi Dova is saying, she'll be given the get and she'll, like, effectively be divorced without really being divorced, but he'll have, he'll abandon her. Um, but there's also the kind of agunas of not making it too difficult to give a get when a get is necessary, right? And that's like, I think a lot of how we think about aguna nowadays. The way we think about aguna is to expedite the giving of the get, to make it, to make it, to make the giving of the get possible when it's necessary, okay? But anyway, in terms of shot of the Mishnah, there's two pshakim. One is, leave the lines blank to protect for lishma, and then, so obviously you've got to leave the lines blank, okay? Um, and then the only issue is, are we going to also say, don't even do the toe face, okay? Or we are, because we want to protect lishma, or are we going to, for, takana, for certain takanot reasons, will allow you to write the toe face, for the sake of the sofrim, for the sake of aguna. And the other read of the Mishnah is not that we need a takana to let you write the toe face, but we need a takana to not, to, it's going like Rebbe Mayer, there's no lishma issues, and we need a takana to let to tell you don't fill in the blanks. Why not fill in the blanks? It's not signed yet. No, you fill in the blanks. It leads to fights. It leads to people throwing a get before it's th- before they really should be giving a get, etc., etc. Don't pre-fill in any blanks. Okay, so that's how to read the mishnah. The mishnah being mechadesh not to fill in the blanks because of a takana, but in principle you should be able to, or like Rebbe Mayer, or is it mishnah being mechadesh? It's okay to do the boilerplate even though there are lishma issues, and it's going like Rebbe Eliezer. Just get the tnai for the business trip. It's yeah. dated from when he leaves. It's not Mahusa. Right, like, what do you mean, you mean like, Muktam? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, well, well, we're going to get to that. That's actually coming up next. Why do you leave the, the time blank? Okay, Umakum Hazman. So the other thing you leave blank is the date. And that's like an obvious reason you leave the, the date blank is because 
you know, even if it's not, you know, even let's just talk about a normal star, right? I know, I, you know, I call up the sofa and I say, right, uh, like, um, you know, I'm trying to borrow a thousand dollars from Charlie. Yeah, if I get him to say yes, I need the star like ready to go so he doesn't, you know, he doesn't dilly-dally once he's agreed to lend me the money. Can you prepare the star? So he prepares the star and he says, don't borrow a thousand dollars from Charlie, but he's got to leave, a, and even if that's okay, we can fill in those blanks, right? Even if that, that wasn't an issue, right? But he's, there's no way you can pre-fill in the date because if he pre-fills in the date, I might not get him to agree for a week from now. And if the date was today, right, then that means that he would have liens on my property a week before I actually borrowed the money. And that's a muktam. Same by a get. If the date was before it was given, you, the woman would be perceived of as being divorced before she was actually divorced. So whatever the reasons are about not filling in the blanks, for whether it's protecting a star atu get and protecting about lishma, whether it's about fight and just it's dangerous to have things floating around, not filling in the other blanks, there's clear why you have to leave the date blank because you can't have a predated star and you can't have a predated get. Okay, so that's makom hazman. Um, so let's take a look at the Gemara. Kapasik v'tani. So the Mishnah, you know, does not just differentiate and, and it teaches. Lo shamin and nisuin, lo shamin and erisin. Whether it's a divorce and it's only was only at, whether it was after nisuin, after we've been living together, or whether it's only after the kiddushin and we haven't yet been living together and hasn't yet been a chuppah. You know, either way, you need to get, and either way, it's a problem of writing the date. Predating is a problem. So the message is like this. I get why there's a problem of, pre, of having an, a, potent, a possibly early date if they're divorcing from Nisuin. Remember the debate about why you have time, a date, and a get, and why it can't be predated? One reason is because um, I might, you know, a man's wife commits adultery, he might want to save her from being executed by the court because he loves her. Maybe he loves her because it's his niece. That was the case. Otherwise, maybe, you know, he'd, he'd be angry that she got, well, I'm sorry, either way he's angry she committed adultery. Anyway, but okay, but at least in that case he has some remaining rachmanas. Alright? So therefore, he wants to make it look like she got divorced before she actually did. <coughs> so that would be relevant even if it was Mina Erison. Right? You don't want a predated get if she were to commit adultery after whatever. You know, you don't want it to look like he was divorced before she was divorced. Fine. That's one case in terms of that. But how about if the concern is that um, we, we don't want it predated because from the moment I divorce her, I lose my rights um, in the, um, in the what do you call it, in getting the Paris Nixe Milo. So if there's no date, I'll claim that I only divorced her today and I'll be t- eating those Peirot Shalokidin. If it's predated, then, then you know, she'll have rights that, 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 then you know she'll get rights to the payless before she's entitled to that and maybe it's all part of some scheme against people that I would have sold those payless to so because of those concerns about making clear who owns those payless next time you Logan at what stage it has to have a date and it has to have the right date but all of that is only starts when am I entitled to the next time you Nisuin, not from Kiddushin. So the Gemara is going to basically ask the question, why do I care about the date if they're only getting divorced mean Ha'erson? Okay, if the issue is the payroll. If the issue is about adultery and misrepresenting when she was divorced, that's always a concern. So if the issue is about the payroll, date should not be an issue if, they're only, if, they nev- if there never was Nisuin, because then he was never entitled to the payroll. So let's take a look. Bishlema, 
If they have a nisuin, if it's only if it's divorced after erisin, if it's about a concern about adultery and misrepresenting when she was divorced, that's an issue. Even mina erisin, but if the whole issue of date is to know who owns the paris of the nixing log when, so arusa misla peri. Why do you need a date, and why is having a predated star? get not good if it's only mean ha'erisin so that's a pretty good question mm-hmm. so unless you could just say low plug but let's see what the Gemara says Amar Avamrim you know what? I heard this teaching from Ula. He says the reason it's important to not have a predated get, even Mina Aresin, um, even ignoring adultery, is for the sake of the child. Okay? So, lo yadana you. I didn't know what he was talking about. Kivan la Once I heard that writer, Omer kisu get la rusati. So here's another case of a, of a get for an arusa. Write this get for the woman I just betrothed. The chashchasena after a wedding night I'll divorce her yeah. okay <laughs> so you know he maybe just wants to have sex with her or whatever let's pre-write a get and I'll divorce her soon after we actually do the chuppah I just did kiddushin soon after the chuppah so can you do that can you write a get from Arison to use after Nisuin so the law is ain't no get it's not valid now why is it not valid so the Amar Ula Matam why is it not valid Doraita really it is a good get it's Durabanan it's funny the phrase ain't no get for something that's only a Durabun problem. But here's why not. Because what will happen if we let the guy, other than the fact that he's obviously mis, you know, t- tremendously abusing, mistreating this woman, I don't know, maybe she's in on it. Anyway, <laughs> but the problem is, is that the get will be dated from before the Nisuin. Right? What will happen? They'll have the wedding night together. Maybe, if maybe she'll get pregnant. Then, or, you know, maybe they'll spend a week together. Then he'll give her the get. Then she'll have a, ch- a child. People will look at the get and they'll see one minute it looks like she was, the date on the get will be from the time of Arison, right? Even though it was given after Nisuin. So people say, whoa, you mean your kids were born out of wedlock? Now they're not Mamzerim. Okay, that doesn't really change their halachic status. But as Ashi says, it's Shilapagam Mishpacha. It looks like, you know, you know people will perceive it that the, that, that the kids were born uh, after the get. So therefore, in order to protect the woman and her reputation and the kids' reputation, we don't allow a get to be that was written pre-Nisuin to be given after Nisuin. Okay, so that's that issue. So if that's true, he's saying here too, so he says, same issue here meaning if he wrote it and, and gave it to her while she was still in Arusa it really wouldn't matter that it's predated what do I care okay it was dated January or March either way she's in Arusa if I'm not afraid of adultery what, what difference does it make whether, you know, whether it took place in January or in March he wasn't there's no payrolls it's all Arusa that wouldn't have been an issue but here's why you don't write the date of a get for an Arusa prior to the actual time it's ready to be given. Because maybe he won't use it until the Nisuin. And if he holds it and keeps it in his pocket and doesn't use it until the Nisuin, then it's going to look bad that it's dated from the time that he was in Arusa. Alright? So is that clear? We don't want a debt get that is an early date prior to the time it was given. If there's an adultery concern, that's clear why not. We don't want it to misrepresent when she was divorced. If it's a payroll concern, it's not clear why we care if she was only in Arusa. That's only a Nisuin issue. 
to? And the Gemara's answer is, you know what, really you're right. If it's going to be given while she's in Arusa, in principle we shouldn't care, and we don't care really, that it was predated. But the reason we don't want to write it for a woman as an Arusa, if he's not ready to give it yet, is because he might not give it till she's in Asua. And then it'll look like the kids were born out of wedlock. Okay, so that's the issue. We rule like Rebbe Lezer, which means we rule that of Lishma by Get and Ede Mesira Karti, which the Gemara says elsewhere. That's really important by Gitin, that the ruling is Ede Mesira Karti, which, also, which means for us the heavy Lishma requirements and the heavy Ksiva requirements. But also saying we rule like Rebbe Lezer means Rebbe Lezer at the end of the Mishnah, which means that you don't even write the toe face. Right? Until now we've been saying, oh, okay, you write the toe face, or write it in Mechubar, this, that, whatever. Here, the Rebbe Lazar, remember at the end of the Mishnah says, by Gitin, it's all puzzle. I'm so demanding of Lishma that I am going to protect the Lishma of the toe race and tell you, don't even write the Tophel. So according to Rabbi Yezer of the Mishnah, if we rule like him, you cannot even write the boilerplate of the Get. Okay, because he wants to protect the Lishma of the Get. That's one part. But the other part of Rabbi Yezer is, he was happy to have you fill out a star ahead of time, as long as you didn't sign it. Right? Remember the Rebbe Eliezer? You know, Bashar Staros, do whatever you want. Fill it all out. I don't care. Don't sign it yet, obviously, but you can fill it out ahead of time. So now the Gemara is going to shift its attention to the Shar Staros part of Rebbe Eliezer. Let's take a look. Okay? Um... So as opposed to the whole uh, Shmuti point, here we call them the best of the sages. Okay, so that's uh, that's Rabbi. Now wait, this is by the way. No, no, I mean, Dov, you were you were, you were confusing me. This is Rabbi Lazar. This is a no, student. I was gonna yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Rabbi You're right. Rabbi Elazar. Rabbi Elazar. Right, right. I, 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 so it's my fault. I've been mispronouncing. Right. This is a student of Rabbi Akiva. It's a colleague of Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir. It's not... No, no, no. The Rebbe Eliezer... No, no, no. The Rebbe Eliezer, that's Shmuti. That's Rebbe... That, that's Rebbe Akiva's... That's Rebbe Akiva's Rebbe. Right, 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 right. This is Rebbe Lanzer. Yeah. I'm going on from the last mistake where you said at one point that it... Even there were different right, different uh, versions. One Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Elazar. Well, it's normally distinguished. So anyway, so I, I've been, I, I've been. The should be Elazar. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rabbi Elazar about the Lishmas, Rabbi Elazar. So I apologize. Okay. You have to go back and all the previous three weeks and go change. Right, we'll do a search in the place, an audio search in the place. Contemporary Rabbi Meir. Right, right, Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Meir. Those were all contemporaries. All students of Rabbi Akiva. The Rabbi Elazar of Shmuti. That's was Rabbi Akiva's Rabbi. All right, fine. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. Anyway, so we rule like Rabbi Elazar. Can't believe you people. We rule like Rabbi Elazar <laughs> that we require that it's about eighty Mesira Karti. We require Lishma and that you can't even write the toeface. And Kari Rava loved Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar said about Rabbi Lazar, Tuvina de Chakimi. He's the best of the sages. Ah. Now the Gemara says, Do we also rule like him by other stars? Lakula? That you can pre-fill out an entire star? Just don't sign it? That's what he says, even with the names and all the whole thing? That's okay? But Rapapi says the name of Rava. Hi, Ashrasa de Dayani. The, what do you call it? The, like the validation of the Dayanim, when they validate signatures, like what, what they're called, like a, when they notarize, you know, the signatures. So, before the witnesses, that's right. I mean, 
this get this whatever it is, it's a star that says Reuven and Shimon find the star. Reuven and Shimon are standing in basin, ready to testify that it's their signatures. They they've shown up. We know they're about to testify, but they haven't officially submitted their testimony yet that it's their signatures. You know what we're going to do? We're just going to save time and we're just going to pre-write our, uh, our notarization on the signatures before they've officially testified. Okay? We won't sign it yet, but we'll like pre-write our notarization and won't sign it till we hear their testimony. Okay? So, hi, Ashra said the Dayani, the Mikhtava that was written, Nikni did the Sadi before they testified to their signatures. Psula, it's invalid because you don't write something even if you wait to sign it before it's time. That's considered to be a type of a Mechzi Kimizuyov. It looks forged. You're writing it before it's true. Okay? So, I'm a Mechzi I'm sorry, So therefore, we don't write things even if we wait to sign them before they're true. So how do we pre-fill out a document even if we don't sign it before it's ready? It looks like it's a lie. So let's, uh, but the, you know what the Gemara says? It's not a problem. Neither Rav Nachman from what Rav Nachman teaches. The Amr Rav Nachman, Omer Haya Rabbi Meir, that Rabbi Meir says by a get. It could even be pre-written. Now, we don't rule that way. We have a lishma requirement by a get. But the principle for getting lishma that it could be all written as long as it's not signed, that's something that we hold by other shtaros. They only argue by a get. By other shtaros, you can write the whole freaking star and just... That was, that was in the Gemara. And just don't sign it. And it's not a Mexican shikra because it doesn't mean anything until it's signed. So therefore, you can write a, an IOU and you can write a bill of sale and you can write a ksuva. Think about what we do by the ksuva. We have the name and we have the date and we have the amount and we have everything in it right before anything has happened. Okay, so you can do it. Just don't sign it yet. And it's not a Mexican shikra problem. Okay? Let's say I borrowed with a document that says I borrowed a thousand dollars from Charlie, and then I paid him off on the same day. I can't reuse that star today to borrow money again. How can I pay it and now I want to reborrow? I don't know, but I can't reuse it even on the same day. Because the liens that were created by the document were already resolved by me paying it up. And a part of what the document does is it creates liens, so you cannot reuse it, okay? Okay, it's like, you know, trying to restrike a Mac. You can't reuse it once it's been used, okay? But the Gemara says, the only reason it can't be, it can't be done is because it's been already used. But just the fact that it had been already written before you were ready to use it, that's not a problem. So it's a pretty, it's a more convoluted way of improving the point. But the basic point of the Gemara is, is that it's not a problem to re- pre-write a document. So on the one hand, we rule like Rebel Lazar that you need lishma and you don't even write the boilerplate of a get. On the other hand, something that isn't a get, you can completely write the whole thing 
and there's no merci to shikra problem, just don't sign it until the time. Which is why the irony, and I've mentioned this before, by the ksuva, right, in a lot of the ksuvas, right, what they do is they write, viranina mine, we did the kinyan, okay, ranina mine, we did the kinyan from the chasan, okay, but they, it's supposed to be vikanina mine. But they don't want to write the word that we did the kinyan until the kinyan is done. The whole ksuva is written, this word appears like this, you do the, the chasan does the kinyan, you fill this in, now we can say we've done the Kenyan and now we sign it. Okay? So I never do that. I always just write the Kanina Mine because once or twice I forgot to fill in the line. Oh no! <laughs> Before, until after, until after they signed it. And the bottom line is the reason we do it is it's Mechzike Shikra to say we did the Kenyan before we did the Kenyan. But you know what? The whole Ksuva is Mechzike Shikra because the whole Ksuva says all this stuff happened before it happened. So the bottom line is that we're not concerned with Mechzike Shikra. You can write out the text of a document as long as you don't sign it and you can write it out ahead of time but this is like a Mexica Shikra Chumra that people do and that's you know and that's when they fool in the kuf after they see the Kenyan done but to me it's just asking for trouble so I don't do that okay <laughs> yes John what, you, you want to say something I was going to ask what you do at that point oh well you can fill it in afterwards because it's because it's, it's clear from context that what it means like you know uh, that, that last case with the long Oh, you mean like whether we want to do like the kiddush or something? Yeah. Like. 